I think CCM is a really intelligent way of maturing your organization's cyber approach and increasing your cyber resilience. Once you've got that intelligent asset repository, then you can start to understand where any gaps are, and that will help you understand what you should be doing next that will help you kind of achieve your objectives. You're listening to KBCast, the cybersecurity podcast for all executives. Cutting through the jargon and hype to understand the landscape where risk and technology meet. Now, here's your host, Carissa Breen. Joining me today is Alistair Dixon, Director of Quad Orbis. And today we're discussing CCM. Al, thanks for joining. Hi, pleasure. Thank you for having me. So I'm really excited to talk to you today because I actually haven't discussed this topic on the show before. So you are the first person out of the 140, 50 plus people that I've spoken to to discuss this. So I want to start with continuous control monitoring, also known as CCM. What is it? So, I mean, as you said, CCM stands for Continuous Control Monitoring. To be honest, it's probably not a surprise. It's one of the first times you've had one of your guests discuss it. It's a technology that's been around for a number of years now, for three or four years effectively, but only over the last, uh, I suppose, kind of 12 to 18 months has its, I suppose, awareness started to spread and, and, and the value that it can offer to, to organizations. But at a very high level, CCM, it gives you the ability to understand your security, compliance, and risk posture with real-time automated monitoring of all of your all of your controls. So effectively, the, the ability to bring all of your disparate, I suppose, primarily security, but, but some of your wider IT technologies together into a single platform to be able to query and ask questions for it to understand how you're performing against your key KRIs, your key KPIs, how you're aligning to your compliance regulations, and really get a real good level of visibility and understanding how your, your entire kind of cyber and risk posture is performing in real time. Yeah, thanks for that clarification. Would you say that people have different definitions in their mind about CCM? Yeah, I really do, actually. CCM is, has a very wide-ranging set of use cases. And, and in some respects, that's one of its best advantages for organizations that it can be, they can go across multiple teams. I mean, it has use cases across cyber, risk, compliance, and audit. One of its challenges, of course, that it also goes across multiple teams that tend to be in larger organizations, relatively disparate teams. So people's understanding of where it best fits and how it can be best utilized can, can be very different between not only areas of verticals of different organizations, but equally people and teams within organizations. So understanding where it best fits within an organization and using that as, I suppose, as an entry point for an organization to be able to utilize the value of CCM is a key area. And then you can expand out, organizations tend to expand out its usage of it into other areas because it can mean different things to different teams effectively. If I give you, I suppose, an example of that, you know, CCM mm-hmm. within, within compliance, one of the key benefits of CCM is that it offers you the ability to do continuous compliance against pretty much kind of any any regulation, be that a more history standard regulation, a NIST or SOC or ISO, or a bespoke set of, I suppose, an internal set of controls or framework that an organization wishes to wishes to adhere to. So for compliance, it means that from a security perspective, it enables things like cyber risk quantification, because we're taking metrics from each of your different pieces of technology and correlating them together. It gives organizations a much better understanding for how they can do quantitative cyber risk management. So in those two examples, you've got the compliance team using it for one use case, but you've got the risk team using it for a different use case. And that's before we kind of 
start getting onto how audit can use it and or how the security teams can use it as well. So it can have very different use cases for very different teams. What it importantly does do and what it offers organizations is a single source of truth. And actually, once you have that single source of truth, then actually how you query that information, how you query that single source of truth can be very different for your roles, but you can be confident that all of your teams are querying that same set of that same data set. And as a result, you get that level of consistency across all of the teams for how you're best managing each of those areas. Okay. Thanks for clarifying that. What do you believe is the value though for CCM from your perspective? Because you've spoken a lot about like, you know, quantitative, qualitative on the, on the compliance front, on the risk front, which is, which is excellent. But if you had to sort of summarize, what would be sort of your, your main sort of driver for the value of CCM? Yeah, it's a great question. There's a number of them, actually. One of the key values that we see within organizations, and it's one of the main kind of challenges that we, that we, that we see when we're speaking to our clients, is at a very first stage, it gives them the assurance that they have visibility over all of the assets within their organization. It often brings a bit of a smirk and a smile when you talk to our clients and we talk about kind of CMBDs and having an understanding of all of the assets. And they often kind of smirk and smile back as they don't have as much confidence as maybe they should have across all of their cyber infrastructure, all of their users and all of their assets across the organization. How we create that, what we call an intelligent asset repository, is because we connect to every piece of technology an organization has, or we have the ability to connect every piece of technology an organization has. What we're doing is we're creating a live intelligent asset repository. So all of these technologies, be it your vulnerability scanner, your EDR tools, your I suppose security awareness tools, these are all connected to all the assets across the organization. Now, having pulling that information together into one platform and being able to understand all of the assets that all of those different technologies are talking to means you can really significantly reduce the risk of having any assets that are that are missed. If you're relying on one single format, be it the CMBD, actually you're relying on one piece of information. Here, what you get is validation from all of your technologies pulling it together to give you confidence and assurance that you have a level of visibility and control over all of the assets and the users across your entire organization. Once you've got that base level point, that adds a huge amount of, of value. It gives you a level of assurance that you have an entire understanding of what you need to be setting your controls over, how your security technologies can help help protect you once you have that, says, that clear understanding of all the various assets that you have across the organization. Once you have that, the next major benefit from our perspective is, is significant kind of operational cost savings. Because we connect directly to, or CCMs connect directly to technology, we will extract out the very specific information required to attest the effectiveness of that control from that piece of technology. Now, currently, that is in a very manual process that organizations have to go through. So they tend to have to request from team to team that piece of information. A, uh, an individual will then have to extract out the most, most common at the moment, a sample piece of information, and then send that information over. All of that is a very, very manual process that information, when it's extracted out, becomes a static data point as well. So with, with the best will in the world, tends to be out of date pretty much as soon as that information is pulled. And it tends to be done from a sample set of data. Once you're able to access all of the data, you can send that information over in an automated, you know, in an automated way from 100% of that data. So it removes that entire manual process of having to do it. And with that, obviously, reduces the risk because... 
as and when there is any manual process, there is, of course, a risk of something going on within that process or a, the perception of that data by that individual or those individuals or those or those teams. So we remove all of that. So you get significant operational cost saving while having while being able to utilize the CCM. The other benefit that comes with it is being able to monitor your KRI, your KPIs, those kind of key questions that you need to have answered. You know, how is my joiners, movers, levers process? You know, how effective are we at enabling that process? By correlating multiple pieces of information together, you can understand exactly how effective you are for monitoring those specific controls. That leads on to the ability to do continuous compliance. A lot of our clients, whether they're looking for ISO certifications or PCI certifications, in, in the months building up to it, they have that kind of pre-audit or compliance scramble. So kind of it's all hands on deck to try and gather the right information, position it in the right way to be able to, I suppose, effectively demonstrate compliance against those regulations. So it becomes, again, a, a very kind of static moment point in time, and everything is building up to that one compliance regulation. With continuous compliance, you can see how you are, how compliant you are against those regulations at any moment in time. So it avoids any of that pre kind of audit scramble, which again, uses up a significant amount of an organization's resources and the build up to it. And if you're doing it continually, of course, you can utilize the the controls and the answers and the information you get from those compliance to increase your cyber resilience. If it simply becomes about a process to pass that compliance regulation, then actually by the time you finish it, you tend to have a kind of you know big deep breath and then move on to something else. So you can't, you don't utilize the output as effective as you can do unless you are doing it in a continuous way. Definitely hear what you're saying and totally agree with the pre-audit scramble, most definitely. So one of the things as you were speaking, Al, for someone who was was a previous reporting analyst, do you think though that maybe overwhelmed? Because it's all well and good to have all these things feeding in, but then once we have too much information, what we we as human beings don't really retain it or it feels like there's too much or we feel overwhelmed. What are your thoughts on that? That's a great question, actually. Yeah. And you know, it's one of the big it's one of the big benefits of CCM is certainly here at, at Quad Orbit. So we only extract out the very specific information from each piece of technology to help test or ascertain the effectiveness of that control. What we do by that is you therefore only see the information that you need to see to answer the specific questions you need to answer. We are not a SIM. And one of the kind of pre-misconceptions around CCM is that it becomes a little bit like a SIM technology where they're, I suppose, ingesting vast amounts of data. We are the opposite of that to an extent. We only extract out the very specific information to remove that ability to, uh, I suppose, have too much information to be able to look at. Not only does that, I suppose, lower your risk in terms of the information you're sharing with your CCM vendor, which sort of kind of manage your kind of third-party third party risk area. Of course, that data when sharing it with your CCM vendor can be anonymized. Any personal or PII data can be removed from it. And again, within the Quad Orbis solution, you are effectively presented with a dashboard view. So the what you see in your dashboard is just what you are required or what you need or what you would like to see and nothing else. So actually, we try reducing all of that noise and all of that data down to a very specific set of questions or, and, and, and telemetry that you wish to be able to monitor to avoid that very much, that very sit situation. I think over the last um, number of years, organizations have rightly so invested a, a large amount in their in their security environment, They've invested in, in a large amount of tools. And actually that, of course, 
poses its own issues and and challenges, not only from a value perspective, trying to maximize your ROI and, and, and usage of those tools, but actually which tool does what best, what features, what functionality, of course, can be a be very challenging for an organization that's stretched on resource to have that understanding. ECM does that for you. So your CCM vendor will understand what pieces of information can be extracted from which tool and how they can be correlated together and then presented that back to you. So hopefully we start to remove an awful lot of that noise and you can be much more targeted and focused around the questions you want answered effectively, really. Do you think people know what they want presented, though? Not when you first start talking to them. Actually, I think there is a a, a mix when we're talking to our clients. Some pick a specific regulation like NIST, you know, they're trying to get a higher score in the kind of NIST framework, or they're picking ISO and, and having to answer very kind of specific questions. So people tend to start with a, a more industry established regulation. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with starting in those areas. But of course, they're very generic regulations written for a wide range of types of organizations, different verticals, different sizes, different typical areas. What I think actually becomes quite beneficial after that is if you start to develop a specific set of controls or and, and, and questions you want answered that are that are unique to your organization. So again, each CCM vendor would be different. Within Cordorbis, we align to what's called the SCF, so the Secure Controls Framework. What that organization has, has done has mapped all regulations against all of the controls. So they have a essentially a database into the thousands of, of different controls. Within that, they have they allow each of their clients, each of their customers, it's a free service. It's a really, a really useful tool actually to be able to create what they what they call a meta framework. That is effectively, I suppose, a bespoke set of controls that are unique to your organization. How they align to the more industry reg- regulations is contained within it as well, but it does therefore allow you to create a set of questions that work that work well for you. One of the challenges organizations have with CCM is they feel that they're not. I suppose, kind of mature enough or don't think they're kind of ready for CCM. Actually, I disagree with that, only for the fact that I think CCM is a really intelligent way of maturing your organization's cyber approach and increasing your cyber resilience. Once you've got that intelligent asset repository, then you can start to understand where any gaps are, and that will help you understand what you should be doing next that will help you kind of achieve your objectives. So some of the more straightforward questions we tend to discuss and get asked about are, you know, what percentage coverage do I have my EDR tools. Actually, if you're correlating a piece of information together around Active Directory, your asset repository, your EDR tools, you can therefore get a much better understanding of saying, actually, I know I can see these exact assets aren't being scanned by my vulnerability scanner, or these exact assets don't have the latest version of EDR being installed on it. And then you can raise a help desk ticket via the platform itself to go out to the relevant team for them to go into the necessary action to update that asset or install the latest version of EDR on it. So you can start with some very simple but very important questions around, say, things like kind of EDR coverage or vulnerability management covers or your security awareness rates. And once you've got those, then you can build up into, I suppose, more complex questions around joiners, movers, levers, your contractual staff against full-time staff. You can then start to build it up. So you, you don't have to start with the kind of big the big bang of, of, of PCI SOC, you start with some very particularly important questions to answer that are actually quite straightforward. And from those, that will help you understand what the next step should, should be with your increased usage of your CCM platform. So Al, you mentioned before that people have said to you in the past that they don't think that they're ready. 
Why do you think that people say to you, oh, I'm not ready? Where do you think that comes from? I think that primarily comes back down to one of the kind of challenges I've mentioned a bit earlier on in terms of actually understanding all the assets that an organization has, who owns those assets, what should be installed in those assets, what credentials, what access rights those individuals have. Having that base level understanding is obviously I suppose, a very important step for any organization. At the moment, we get mentioned by other kind of prospects or clients that when we're talking around continuous compliance, cyber risk quantification, operational cost savings, those types of more, I suppose, mature areas, I've just got to have a level of assurance over all of my assets, all of my users, all of my people. And once I've got that, then I can build up from it. But actually, at the moment, there are some, that's one of the major challenges we see within with our prospects and our and our clients for knowing exactly what they what they need to be protecting. And I think that's the bit they're more concerned about. And then they want to get into the more challenging areas around continuous compliance and, and so see cyber quantification, but they see that as kind of the next step. That becomes something they want to, you know, have, have the have the ability to achieve over the next year or two years. But understanding what you need to protect is always the first step. And and, and a lot of organizations are still struggling at that level. So if we zoom out with everything that you've spoken about so far. And we put our executive hat on. From your experience, what is sort of the most important thing that an executive would focus on? Like, is there anything that in sort of insights that you have that primarily executives are looking at X or Y? Is there anything that you can sort of just share with the audience perhaps? So it really depends from the team that you're talking to. Because I mentioned CM has use cases across audit, risk, you know, compliance and and security. So it does depend a little bit on the team you're talking to for what they the kind of key areas they should be they should be looking at. If we look at security, one thing we have been asked for a lot over the last twelve months, effectively, a bit of a CISO dashboard. So, building out the say the top 10, 15, 20 um, other metrics or controls that a CISO would like to have real time visibility of, and building out a dashboard where they've only got that information displayed to them, so we can be very specific in the approach. There's always a, a bunch of questions they'd like answered. And at the moment, they're either asking their teams to manually both gather and correlate and attest that information, as I mentioned, that tends to be kind of static and sample data. But actually, if they can have the ability to answer their key questions in real time, they can have a much more level of confidence insurance over the effectiveness of all the tools they've been that they've invested in and how they can bring all those together. One thing we'll often say to our CISO clients is that CCM is is not another security tool. I think the perception is, oh, here comes another security tool, you know, that hopefully would add value to my organization, but I don't need more tools. CCM isn't another security tool. It doesn't create any information or information or results itself. It's extracting information from all your current security technologies that tend to be a little bit disparate at the moment and pull them all together into one single platform. So from a CISO perspective, if you want to have a really good level of visibility over how all of your technology is performing, your CCM platform is by far and away the best place for you to be able to visualize that information itself. From a risk perspective, one of the big challenges that we've seen over the last couple of years, that's a very good development with the area, is how the risk teams can manage cyber risk effectively. When you do it by your CCM platform, because we're extracting very specific information in real time from each of your each of your tools, that gives you that specific measurable information for you to be able to much better manage and mitigate or whatever that information is around how you're managing cyber risk. You can 
utilize your CCM to be able to answer those questions? And I said, previously, second line risk might be asking first line to supply information once a week or fortnightly or or monthly, and and it's sample data. So the information there, utilizing, I think everyone doesn't have as much assurance over it as they should do. CCM removes that whole process so they can be confident the information they're looking at when they're assessing cyber risk is fact, evidence-based, real-time, and it's 100% of the data. So whatever decision they're making is based on all of the accurate and real-time information that they would want to have at their, at their disposal. So I guess then on that point, in anything that we do, things do get overlooked or missed or forgotten about. So how can companies ensure that CM is covering the majority of their bases? So for example, like, I don't know, maybe a data source isn't connected, for example, like, because if you're working in an enterprise, like sometimes you don't even know what you've got. So talk to me a little bit more about this. Yeah, and that is something that becomes a joint conversation that you should be having with your, with your CCM vendor. So from a corporate perspective, there is a lot of conversations we'll have with our clients long before we kind of think about boarding them onto the platform where we're discussing exactly what it is they're, what it is they're looking to achieve. Part of that, of course, is what technologies they've invested in. One thing we'll often discuss quite early and say, let's not restrict yourself to your security technologies. A lot of information can be extracted out from wider pieces of technology. So HR databases, as, as a good example, is a very rich data source from us to help an organization understand what's going on with those assets or users, say joiners, movers, leavers, or have an understanding over track staff or permanent staff. So first things first is we'll go through all the technologies that an organization has and have a conversation with them to work out exactly what piece of information should be extracted from which area. That's something from our perspective, we have an onboarding team that will work through all of that with a client to help them long before they have to make any kind of financial investment in it to give them a level of understanding over what it is we will help them achieve and very importantly, how we will help them achieve that. So first things first, don't restrict yourself just into those kind of security and cyber controls. Another recommendation I would say to most organizations is, is there's a few of them out there, but as I say, from our perspective, we tend to align to the SCF, Secure Controls Framework. I would investigate those types of offerings so you have the ability to create a specific set of controls or a framework that's unique just to your organization. So depending on what the specific threat is, from inside a threat, ransomware or security awareness or whatever it might be, you can create yourself essentially a personalized set of controls that you want to be adhering to. That means that actually what you are creating, you can be confident is right for your organization. Once you've got that, again, that gives you the questions that you need to have answered. The other thing I think we try and talk about as a third and final point is having the ability to connect to any piece of your technology. We try and encourage organizations to connect to the relevant technologies, be it in their cloud technologies, and their on-premise technologies, but really importantly, also their legacy technologies. Legacy technologies tend to be both quite sensitive with an organization. They're still there, probably because they are conducting a very important business process, whatever that might be. And if it, if it wasn't a critical process, it they probably would have upgraded or updated or moved to the cloud or whatever. So if a legacy system exists, it's because it's important to that organization. If it's important to that organization, it's important to have a level of control over that piece of technology so you can keep it secure. So make sure whoever you're speaking to has the ability to connect to every piece of technology wherever it exists. And therefore, you can be confident that when you move down the line and you've understood all your technologies, all the kind of key risks, what controls you want to align to, 
when we're onboarding you into, into the platform that we've understood everything that you want everything that you want to achieve we've understood your entire both kind of security ecosystem so we're not removing or kind of missing any missing any areas so we don't tend to just jump straight into it there's almost a kind of as it's a consultative conversation to help an, an organization understand all the parameters that they wish to have within this project map it out plan it out scope it out when everyone's agreed and happy at that point you then move forward and that gives the organization the assurance that we understand what they're looking to achieve, how we'll help them achieve it, and that actually we can connect to all the various disparate technologies to pull that information together to offer them these visualizations that they know is unique to them. So you've referenced the word assurance a lot. When you say assurance, what do you mean by that specifically? So you said we provide assurance to an organization. Confidence, really. I suppose it's probably a kind of almost a, you know, I suppose a different way or a good way of doing it. I think there is a lot of threats, you know, the kind of zero day exploits. There's a, there's a lot of threats. There's a, obviously at the moment an increasingly large amount of breaches that we see that we see almost on a daily basis. What we're offering, I suppose, within that is a level of confidence for how an organization can do all that they can do to try and ensure that they are not the next breach. They're not the next organization that has to go public to say some of their data or their users or their information or passwords has been compromised. Now, of course, no one is claiming you can stop that in its entirety. What we help an organization do is give them the confidence they can get the most out of all their different all their different investments, all their different technology investments that they've procured to plug those various gaps and those and those various holes. What we will do is take those kind of disparate systems and pull them together. And hopefully that gives an organization a high level of confidence that they are utilizing all of the investments they've made to give them the best possible chance of being able to not be the next organization that's that's breached effectively. Right. Okay. I totally hear what you're saying. So Okay, there's a couple of things coming up in my mind as well. When we talk about, you said, map out key risks. One thing that I know in speaking to people on the show and being a practitioner historically is sometimes organizations that either don't agree on the risks or they don't actually know what their key risks are. So what would be sort of your advice for companies to, like you mentioned before, like starting with these are our key risks and then, of course, we can reverse engineer from a CCM perspective to ensure we've got you know, we're looking at the right sort of intel on all of our organization. So how would you sort of have that conversation with people in order to to get the right feeds from a dashboard perspective? Yeah, and I suppose it I suppose slightly depends on you know, obviously kind of who the organization is, the markets the that organization works within, any I suppose compliance or regulatory information that's put upon them depending on kind of what vertical they're in so we'll kind of start at a very high level once you're done into the controls and metrics you'll kind of write down at the kind of you're into the kind of weeds at that, that bottom layer but have those conversations at the very kind of top layer what are the things you are most concerned about what are the things you keep you awake at night what are the questions you need answered that you are unable to answer at the moment and depending on I suppose if they are where they sit, I suppose, in any kind of manufacturing supply chain or a services organization, depending on what their what their focus are, will depend, of course, enormously on what their key risks are. So that's the kind of key bit for us to understand exactly what their overall kind of what their risk posture is, what the things that keep them awake at night, what are the questions they need answered. Once we can understand that, then you can start kind of flowing that back down again. But it really depends on, I suppose, on the maturity of the organization. Also, of course, what they're currently doing in terms of managing risk. 
one of the useful areas around ECM is if it's an organization is already utilizing an IRM tool, so an integrated risk management tool, then the chances are they already have a process for managing other types of other types of risk. It's facing to operational risk. But there's a number of different kind of, of course, there's many different areas of risk. So an organization probably already has a process for managing risk. What we need to do is be able to complement how they are already managing risk to present that information from all their security tools in a model and in a a process that, say, complements what they're already doing across other areas. That means they can manage risk as effectively as they can do in all those other areas. And managing that cyber risk is one of those challenges that the organizations have had historically. So it's kind of slightly tended to sit outside how they're managing risk in other areas. Actually, it's just another type of risk, cyber risk. So understand what an organization is already doing in terms of managing risk, what platforms they're utilizing, what model they're utilizing, if they're different, using different 3 by 3 or 5 by 5 frameworks or kind of Monte Carlo risk modeling, whatever that might be, and understand how we can use the information from their different technologies to complement exactly what it is they're already doing. One of the key uses of CCM is you can, as well as automate data into the platform, you can automate data out of the platform. And that tends to be in kind of two or three kind of key areas. Firstly, if you're seeing issues or, or that come up within the platform, you can create a help desk ticket into your ITSM tool to be able to get that issue resolved. The output can go into any form of business intelligence tool for kind of overall business reporting, or as we're seeing more and more frequently, it can be automatedly exported into their integrated, into any kind of IRM tool that they're currently using. And of course, that information can be fed in near real time, as I mentioned, obviously, is 100% of that information. So we'll look at exactly how they're managing risk at the moment and try and complement that to be able so they can assess cyber risk in the way they're assessing other areas of risk within the business. Do you think they're the same in terms of how they're assessing cyber risk versus other risks in the business in terms of metric, or do you think it varies? I think it's probably it depends on the type of organization. I think it does vary a bit. I mean, cyber risk is reasonably unique and actually in terms of an area of risk management relative in, in its infancy for how we are managing cyber risk relative to kind of conduct risk or overall and wider business risk. So we're on a kind of, I suppose, a journey to help organizations mirror what they're doing in other areas. So I think in some respects, it, it can be can be very similar. It's beneficial if it is similar. It's much easier for senior executives that aren't particularly experienced in in cybersecurity to understand the risks and particularly what organizations are doing to mitigate their various risks if we can do it in a way that is similar to how they're already assessing risk in in other areas. But of course, there are uniquenesses around that. So actually, in some areas, it tends to what could be beneficial for them to have a slightly different model of how they're kind of assessing cyber risk, but actually we can complement what they're already doing that actually makes it much easier for the wider organization to understand the value and what these security teams are doing to protect the organization's users and data. So moving forward then, from your perspective, now, when I used to be a reporting analyst, like I used to build a lot of these like dashboards in Tableau. So we would have like a live dashboard and that wasn't that long ago, like eight years ago, maybe. And it was a lot of work just to build like for one you know, one part of the the bank that I was working in, for example, like one security field that I was focused on. So I definitely see the value of it. Of it. But what do you see though moving forward for CCM in the coming years? Like where do you believe it'll evolve to? I mean, look, it's a bit of a hard question to answer, but I mean, if you had to hypothesize, 
Where would that sort of land? So at the moment when we start a CCM conversation with a new prospect, it tends to have a reasonably specific use case. As I mentioned, across kind of security tends to be the more familiar one or compliance or risk, but we tend to start a conversation around area. And actually, it's very valuable once the area is utilizing it. Where the real value of CCM can come into it is once multiple teams are using that data set. As I said, they can have a huge level of, of confidence or assurance that a data set is, is accurate, it's evidence-based, and it's real-time from each of their various various pieces of technology. So actually, once you are utilizing CCM, actually, if you can start getting the compliance teams to start utilizing it as well, they can get continuous compliance from that similar data set. If the risk team then starts to use it as well, as I said, they're able to then ability to, to manage cyber risk. And finally, where I think it will end up going over the next few years is also utilizing it across audit. Audit, I suppose, are that, that internal police that organizations have. A lot of what audit do at the moment, of course, is have to go and question, query all the various teams across the organization for how they're adhering to the, 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 the governance that the organization has set out. If all of that information is available within one single platform, so you're confident can be your kind of one single source of truth, then actually that you can start to pull all those different teams together. So audit don't need to start requesting information from the various teams. They can query their CCM platform. So again, that gives audit a much, I suppose, better ability to answer the questions that they need to answer for their roles without having to go and request information from all those various teams all of that time, which of course takes time, effort, and actually from large organization perspective can be an incredibly expensive process as well. So actually, once you get a consistent fact and evidence-based set of data, how that data can be utilized by the different teams is in pilot to organization. So once you get security, audit, cyber, and risk all utilizing it, you start to put all of those teams together. In summary, we tend to start within one specific area or one specific team. Once an organization is utilizing CCM, it then starts to kind of slowly spread out into areas into those other areas. And where I think it will get to in a few years' time is that you'll have all of those all of those different teams all utilizing that one set of data. So I think that's probably where it will end up because it has the ability to meet all the requirements or meet the majority of requirements for, for certainly from all different in terms of auditing the IT teams or the whole business. But from those perspectives, it gives them the ability to answer those questions as well. So we'll start small and then it and then it expands its usage out in a in an organization. Because once we're connected to those data sources, which you do from first use case, actually those queries can be asked from 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 any team. So it's it's not a lot of additional work from an organization's perspective to expand it out into into other areas. A lot of that work is done during the initial onboarding phase. So in terms of wrapping this interview up, Al, I'd like to get your advice on, you know, from an executive perspective who are perhaps maybe on the fence about CCM because again, maybe they don't really understand it or they have some assumptions made about it. So I wanted to sort of bring you on to demystify perhaps some of the assumptions people do have about CCM. So what would be your advice to executives who are perhaps contemplating this or perhaps are a little bit unsure? What would you say to them? Yeah, it's a conversation we have quite regularly, actually. And going back to the, the, I suppose the very first question you mentioned, Carissa, in terms of, of the 150 plus cars you've done, the first kind of time CCM has come up. We have that a lot. So we'll have a conversation with uh, a new prospect. Actually, the first call tends to just be you know, a pretty open chat around what CCM is, what value it can offer their organization. And in some respects, 
there there is that kind of you know it's almost a little bit you know too good to be true i get this one single source of truth that increases my visibility to make a whole bunch of previous kind of manual processes so you know increasing the productivity of teams and offer continuous compliance you know you're securing risk posture in real time you know in some respects it sounds an awful lot like it a lot for one single platform to help an organization achieve so you get a lot of not so much skepticism, but but more suspicion that it can't do all that it proclaims to be able to do. Now, by no means are we progress claiming that CCM is all things for, for all people, not in any way at all, but it does have the inability to offer an organization a huge amount they're not able to achieve without a CCM. It's quite unique in its approach. So what I suppose I would encourage them to do in that situation is to, and what we often do is kind of go, look, just pick out, say, 10, 15, you know, even five or key questions that you want answered you are unable to answer at the moment pose those questions to the ccm vendor and have a conversation around how those questions can be answered no matter what it might be if there's stuff you need to know you're unable to find out at the moment without having to go through a lot of time and effort for yourself or your teams to answer that question once you've answered it you're pretty confident that information is is out of date fire those questions over have a conversation around how they how they can be achieved within your ccm platform to give you a level of both confidence, understanding for what you'll receive if you decide to progress forward within it. I'd also encourage organizations to speak to their peers that are utilizing a CCM at the moment. That peer validation, of course, is a really important step within that, I suppose, that kind of buying, that buying process to understand how your peers are utilizing that technology. And obviously, your CCM vendors can offer kind of case studies or references are a really important step that we, that we suggest to have an understanding of how a similar type of organization is, is utilizing it and the value it's offered to and the value it's offered to them will help you understand you know, what you could achieve with it in internally within house. And the final thing we often say to them is give it a go, try it out. If you can go through a kind of you know POC or POV process, pick out those those kind of five, 10 questions I've just I've just mentioned. You can work with your CCM vendor from a quarter orbit perspective. We'll work out which technologies we need to connect to. And actually, if we're only answering five or 10 questions, it tends to be a, a relatively you know, smallish number of pieces of technology we need to connect to. And then answering those questions, then you can see exactly what it would be like if it was expanded out into a wider set of use cases without having to make that initial, that big investment into an area of technology that you might be relatively unfamiliar with. So understand, you know, have, I get some kind of key questions, the real tricky questions that you want answered. You know, don't be shy at what they might be. Try and make them as, as complex or as challenging as, as, as they need to be. Discuss them with your CCM vendor to understand how they will answer those questions for you and give you that assurance that the information they're looking at is absolutely accurate. Speak to your peers. Of course, it's a it's a key area for organizations to understand how they're doing it. If you don't know anyone that's doing it, you know, we can always offer references or, or case studies of similar organizations to give you that I suppose, independent and neutral opinion of what can be done about it. And then finally, give it a go. Try it, try it out. You know, ask to do a kind of 30-day trial to get a real understanding of actually how it would work within your infrastructure, what it entails to onboard you within that organization, how you want that information visualized back to you. You can get a really, really good feel of understanding by going through a small subset of controls or risks you want to have monitored that gives you the, I suppose, confidence to know that it is the right area for you to, to have as your investment. And what we'd always say as a reminder, I mentioned it earlier, we know GIM is not another security tool. It's the ability to pull all of your security infrastructure into one consolidated platform. So to utilize it as that one place where you can 
have all of your security information pulled into one single platform. And I think if you if you go through those kind of three or four steps, hopefully you'll get a good understanding of, of how those questions can be best answered, how you can adhere to those controls or, or how you can demonstrate compliance against those regulations. Your peers will tell you, hopefully, it's a very valuable piece of technology. And when you try it out, you get the chance to see it through yourself. So you can go through that kind of that journey to give you the confidence it's the right investment for you before you have to go and make a kind of wider investment in the technology or in the service. Well, thank you, Al. Thank you so much for you know sharing some of your thoughts, your insights from things that you're sort of seeing in the market as well. And again, demystifying a lot of assumptions people have about CM. So I just wanted to thank you for coming on. I know it is not too early where you are, but I do appreciate like your time and for sharing some of your thoughts and your insights. So thanks very much for coming on the show. Very well, Chris. It's great to have been on. I hope it's been an interesting conversation for people to understand and learn more about CCM and, and if it might be right for their organization. So hopefully it's been, been of good interest and it's certainly been enjoyable speaking to you. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that you found today's episode useful and you took away a few key points. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to get our latest episodes. This podcast is brought to you by Merksec, the specialists in security, search, and recruitment solutions. Visit MerckSec.com to connect today. If you'd like to find out how KBI can help grow your cyber business, then please head over to kbi.digital. This podcast was brought to you by KBI.media the voice of cyber.